Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their top five actionable life lessons with you all in hopes to inspire you to take more action in your life and find your true purpose. Today I have such an incredible guest. He is going to blow your mind away with his amazing, genuine storytelling skills. His name is Ernie Boxall and he's a keynote speaker, a coach and a mentor who works with business owners, employees and the public on their presentations to groups and management boards. Ernie says, communication is the key to improving profit, productivity and social balance. Ernie said, helps people feel great, speak with more freedom and find their creative side so that they have the vitality to get on with living a life they love. In this episode, Ernie shared his top five life lessons, which has helped him grow into the person and the servant leader that he is today. And here they are. The first thing he shared was take responsibility, make your own life choices. The second thing, connections, genuinely connect with others. Number three, self-esteem, becoming confident. Number four, opportunities. Grab every opportunity you get in life. Number five, gratitude. Be grateful for all the support that you have in your life. Towards the end, he shared an amazing quote and he went like this. My life began at the Big Bang. My life will end at the last breath. Enjoy what's in between. Without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Ernie, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset podcast. I am honestly so grateful to have you on my show and I'm just so excited to listen to your five life lessons. I can't wait to just hear what you've got written down, what kind of planning and because and, and, I know that you're a planner and you're someone that loves to schedule things in your life and make sure that everything is on point and you're not missing out on important information and value. And honestly, I want to just go straight in it. I want to just go straight into this. I want you to introduce yourself to my listeners, Ernie, and I want to just, I'm going to be in listening mode today. I really want to learn about your life lessons because I know having a chat with you a couple of couple of weeks ago that yes. you have been through some amazing things in your life. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to hearing more from you. Well, that's great, Sadiq, and thank you for the opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. So, hi, I'm Ernie Boxall. I am a storyteller. I'm a poet. I'm a musician. But mainly, along with Sadiq, my passion is to try and help people tell their own story. It's to try and help people tell their story before somebody else tells it for them. And I want to help people tell their story because nobody can tell it better than they can. Mm -hmm. And I found in business that so many people let great opportunities go because they're uncomfortable speaking to a live audience. And they're even more uncomfortable speaking to that lens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a different opportunity to meet with more people, but you don't have that contact often. You don't make that eye contact and you don't get to sense the room as much as maybe you do when there's a live presentation why am I here well as I say I love to tell stories 
And when I go back into my life, when I was young, in the 50s, we weren't allowed to talk at the dinner table at all. I couldn't talk after dinner because my father had just come home from a long shift at work. I couldn't talk at night because my brother shared the same bedroom. I was always being told to shut up at school. And in the factory, nobody could hear me. Now, I was, even then, a writer. But I couldn't tell my stories. And if people didn't read what I'd done, nobody would know anything about me. It happened when I was 22 that I was best man at a wedding. And for three months, I did what I had taught people to do now. I prepared the best man's speech. I practiced it until I knew it off by heart. Then when I stood up to deliver the speech, because I'd done the first two well, I was able to have a good, strong posture. And then I performed. And I performed so well that at the end of that speech, I got a standing ovation. And I knew then, perhaps for the first time, that this was something I could do. And so I carried that on. And when I was close to my 30s, I was going out with a girl from London. She was a teacher trainer up here. And we went, we'd been going out for about six months and we'd been getting on very well. And she invited me down to London to meet her parents. I thought that this was it. And on the Saturday afternoon, we went to a stately home where they were giving a concert throughout the day. So the orchestra was set on an island with a small body of lake around it. And then the hills rose up and thousands of people were sitting on the grass, picnicking as the orchestra played. And then as the dusk settled and the stars came out, they played the 1812 Overture. Cannons were going off. Rockets were rising into the air and exploding. And she turned to me and she said, I'm going to Israel on Monday. I just wanted to bring you down to say thank you. Wow. And so as I went back to her house and we were driving home, I decided that I didn't really enjoy the job I was doing. And I didn't like where I was living. So I join her. And so we agreed that that would happen. She went out on the Monday. And I said that I would join her the following week. So on the Saturday, I played my last game of rugby and went out with a celebration for the lads. And we were having a drink. And the barman said, what's the celebration? 
And I said, I'm going to Israel on Monday. His face dropped. He said, what about the war? The Yom Kippur War broke out that Saturday. And so I got a call from the kibbutz office saying, do I still want to go? Well, I'd given up my flat and lost my job. So I actually went out and I was in Israel on a kibbutz during the Yom Kippur War. Wow. Now, that's heroic, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, my girlfriend was sent to a kibbutz in the north. Ah on the Lebanese border where she was attacked most days. I was sent to a kibbutz just north of Eilat. On the one border was Jordan and on the other border was Egypt, neither of whom were as warlike as the people on the north. So I actually had the time of my life on a kibbutz during a war. But I don't tell people that. <laughs> I was a hero. I fought in the Yom Kippur War. No, I didn't. You were chilling. <laughs> Absolutely. But you see, that's the beauty of being a storyteller. You can draw people in to your story. And particularly if you're in a business, do people want to know? that you've made £30,000 today? Or do they want to know how you got there? Mm -hmm. Do they want to know what you were doing a week before you took up your present job? How did you get from where you were to where you are? That's what people want to know. And I think that's what being a storyteller can help people do. And that's what I've been doing now for about three or four years. As I call it, Ernie said. Ernie said, like it. Like yep. That's, that's amazing. I love it. And, and that story that you just shared, just I'm sure everybody's just listening or watching this on YouTube right now thinking, wow, this guy is really good at telling a story because we were like, you know, we were eavesdropping. We were just like, oh, my days. It's like the suspense that you were building each moment. Yeah. Makes you want to like, what's next? What's next? What's he going to say? He went to Israel. What did he do after that? So I, I really like the way that you, your style of how you do do that. The beauty, the advantage I've got, Sidi, is that I've got many, many stories. I'm an old man. <laughs> I've got many stories. You look young and many. beautiful to me, Ernie. Absolutely. I feel 18. <laughs> I love it. I have got so many stories that, if you know Toastmasters at all. Yes, I do. Toastmasters International. Mm -hmm. They have a sector called Table Topics. Yep. Where you're given a subject to talk about for two minutes mm -hmm. and you have to think about it from your chair to the podium. Yep. To be honest, Sadiq, it's easy. Yeah. Because I've got a lifetime of stories to trace back on. Mm -hmm. And so I do quite well at speaking off the cuff. Yeah. I remember I did that, actually, because I've been to a couple of Toastmasters events in London. Yeah. And 
yeah they literally grabbed me and said you're going to go and speak I was like go for That's it, it. I'm, I'm happy like yeah. I, I don't mind I love talking off off straight from the heart you know yes and they gave me a topic can you imagine was, somebody who got yeah. anxious mm-hmm. as an I think my own eyes that's what I think that's our passion, both of us, mm-hmm. is, to, is to, to get to those people and to prove to them, as I say, we've all got a story. Yep. Monks, Buddhas have a story. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not we tell it well enough for people to be interested in us. 100%. And you've asked me to write down my five, my five takeaways, maybe. Yeah. From my life. So my first takeaway is that only since I've started telling taught stories, only over perhaps the past 10 years have I taken responsibility for where I am now. All my decisions, all of the turns I took in a road have brought me to where I am now. But prior to this, I lost maybe two wonderful, wonderful partners because I didn't talk to them. Mm. I seemed to think that my problems were either mine to keep to myself or they weren't mine and somebody else was having it in for me. Yeah. I never took responsibility for the choices I'd made. And it wasn't until I went through the decades telling my stories that I could see the points where... I'd refused to take responsibility for what had happened. It wasn't anybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. It was my choice. Yeah. And I've got to be happy with those choices now. Yeah. It's not been plain sailing. There are times when I've been low, very low. And there are times when I've made other people's lives sad but I've accepted the responsibility for that now and I am the luckiest man alive yeah because my three daughters love and my partners still talk to me so I maybe couldn't have been that bad Mm. (laughs) it's just that I wasn't right for the partners yeah and I maybe not be right for anyone if people know my story, I am, I think, a nomad and a loner. So maybe that's the way it has to be. But now I have accepted responsibility for that through my stories. Love that. The second one is connections. Connecting to people in the audience. And that that's maybe a business audience or more importantly, storytelling audience. Being able to tell a story and to hear that silence as they're listening. Mm-hmm. And then the applause at yeah. the end of it. And know that you've told a good story. You've entertained 
and maybe you've educated mm -hmm. a little bit. And in business, I think that means that at the end of your story, people will come up to you and say, I really love that. Can I have a meeting with you? You do not have to go and ask them for a meeting. Yep. They will come to you simply by how well you've told mm -hmm. the story. So it's building up those connections. I agree. And now online, you have the opportunity to build up connections all over the world. Yep. Just like me and you. My, absolutely. My <laughs> last venture was the storytelling club where I invited people in to tell stories to a live audience. That venue closed. And so the next thing I found out was there are things like the virtual worldwide storytelling clubs online over Zoom, where you can tell your story to people in five continents. Amazing. It's a bonus in that way. Yep. So the connections that you can make by telling your stories will last a lifetime, will save you money and can make you money. Agree. The third one is self-esteem. Mm. How much self-esteem does it take to walk up onto a stage, face a live audience and start to talk? A lot. I wrote an article called The Six Rounds of Championship Speaking. I like the name. <laughs> I gave it, I was a boxer. Ah. The first round is being in the gym. Yeah. Being in the room. The second round is finding a great trainer, a mentor. The third round is putting in the training those hours of preparing your presentations. The fourth round is getting onto the stage. The fifth round is entering the stage and the sixth round is the fight. Love it. Where you're talking to the people. And I say at the end that I know as a boxer, no one, and I've seen your videos no one that climbs into a ring is a coward. They may not be a good boxer, which means they're probably braver than most of the best boxers. Mm -hmm. Nobody who stands on the stage and faces a live audience is a coward. But what often stops them is that self-esteem. Yeah. And the more you can do it, I know you know this, the more you do it, the more you become more comfortable with it and the more comfortable you come with it, the more self-esteem grows until someone comes up to you and says, I really love that presentation. Will you come and talk to us? Love that. That's the start of the journey. Yeah. It only starts there. Yeah, exactly. That's the beginning. Because then that's it. Then you've got to really prepare because you've got other people to entertain. And there may well be money in it for you. Yeah. So that's self-esteem. The fourth one is opportunities. 
Mm. How many opportunities, how many opportunities have I been given by being able to talk? There's this one to start with. How many of the people who watch your podcast, watch your videos will say, he's a good speaker. Let's book him. The number of opportunities that you can get in business from speaking a legion. But it's not just that. What about if you're in a cafe and a young girl or a girl, a woman or a man walks in, you smile, they smile back and they sit down and you start to talk. Who knows where that talk could lead to? Mm -hmm. 100%. But if they come in, sit down, and you ignore them, Missed it's an opportunity lost. Yep. Yeah. So that's the fourth one, leads to opportunities. The fifth one is we talked about gratitude. I'm grateful for all the people that have spoken before me because I've tried to take a little bit from them. I'm grateful for all the people that have listened to me. Particularly when I was building the storytelling up, I'm grateful for the people who came to the event and who spoke at the event. I'm grateful for the man that gave me the location. And I think we have to remember that all the time. There's a, there's a wonderful Native American quote, and it goes something like, I have noticed that in, in any great adventure, no man has started alone. Now, we know in these times, it's no woman either. Mm -hmm. They're all men, women. We are now all on an adventurous journey, yeah. particularly this year, Definitely. because who knows where this is going to lead. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. What happens to you over the next six months will change your life Definitely. you might gain a job but you might lose one the one you lost you might gain a better one so it's just however you approach whatever's going to happen to you now because none of us know yeah it's mindset definitely it's attitude and that's to me is what speaking can bring out it's certainly what's brought out on me I love that. So powerful. So that they are my five lessons that I've learned from speaking. I love them. Yeah. Honey. Honestly, I really connected with all of them yeah. a lot. And I thought I could, you would. And I could relate to every single one of them. As as you were kind of sharing them, I was just like, Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. And little stories and you know, and something that I've realized in my life as well is when you do start, you know, you were talking about networking and connecting yes. with people. I think to be honest with me, if to be honest with you, if I had, if I had zero right now, like if I had nothing in the world, like no money, yeah. no family, like if I had nothing right now, I think the only skill or the only thing that I would love to just keep that I have right now is just that passion yeah. and that purpose that I have that when it comes to networking, when it just comes to saying hello, like you said, in the cafe and smiling at someone and starting sure. that conversation. Because if I didn't, if I didn't send that message to you on LinkedIn, we wouldn't have yeah. 
if I didn't send that, if I didn't go and speak to that person a couple of years yes. ago um, in the yes. hotel lobby when I met my friend on the 12th yep. of September 2014, if I didn't go and meet him, I would have missed out on an opportunity that brought me to where I am today. I think that's one lesson we've got to get over, Sadiq, is understand that you're going to make a thousand choices, yeah, a, a million choices today. Take responsibility. If they turn out incorrect, just hold your hand up and know that tomorrow you're going to make another million. Yeah. But those choices, what we do in a second, could change our lives. Do we turn right or left? When I was just moving into Coventry, I moved into Coventry for the first time and I went shopping at a shopping centre. When I came out, I got to an island. I couldn't remember whether to turn left or right to go home. I turned left. It was the wrong turn. But it took me past Warwick University where they're advertising Tai Chi. I took up Tai Chi and two years later, I took up Shiatsu and I'm qualified in both. Mm -hmm. If I'd have turned right, I wouldn't be here now. (laughs) So true. You'd have missed out on those amazing skills, life skills that 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 you've got today. And if people can understand that and maybe when they get home at night, write down oh, this happened today. I turned right instead of left and saw that sign. And I think that's the start of where people can write a book. Mm -hmm. Agree. A journal. Journal. Get it down there. Because when you're 70, you might be doing what I'm doing now. Talking about it. Yep. And it's the most powerful story you can ever tell. That's it. Real life story. The greatest story ever told is yep. yours. Is yours. I love that. Amazing. All right, Ernie, I want to ask you something because at the end of the show, I always ask my guests this, yes. this little bit more deeper question, but it's going to be fun with you because I know we had a conversation um, earlier on about how you applied for two TED events, right, before, and yes. both of them you got declined, right? They, they, they didn't accept you for both. But let's just say, for the sake of this, this, uh, this podcast, that let's just say let's just say I was hosting a TEDx one day. So yeah. one day in the future, Sadik's hosting this big TEDx. He's inviting speakers from all of his network. He's looking at who wants to invite. He's like Ernie's there, hundred percent. Ernie's coming. He's one of the speakers. I reach out to Ernie. He come and speak at this TEDx event. And you wrote. You have all your 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 um uh, yeah. all your content prepared, and you're ready, and you're and you're fired up, and confident as ever as you are. And you go up onto the TEDx stage or the TED stage. And you're giving your talk and you gave a phenomenal storytelling talk and you left the whole crowd like absolutely like gobsmacked. Like, wow, this man's life story is just amazing and deep and we've learned so much. And just imagine for the sake of numbers, there's around 90,000 people at my event. 90,000. Yeah. Like a, what, 180,000 eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, Let's say that at the end of the event, everybody is silent because you said something super deep and the whole crowd goes quiet and they're just listening to what you're about to say next because that sense of urgency has built up. And you're going to say one sentence that's going to leave them to ponder on for the rest of their life. And you know this one sentence, they're never going to forget you because of this sentence. What would that one sentence for you be? My life began 
at the Big Bang. My life will end at the last breath. Enjoy what's in between. Wow. I love it. Could you, a few more sentences add on, add on to that, just, okay. to, just to give them a... Yeah, the Big Bang started everything. It gave us all the atoms, all the molecules, all the elements that we are. And through the ages, through the aeons, our ancestors have walked the earth, have sailed the oceans, have had adventures and have told the stories. Our mothers and fathers gave birth to us and they gave us a story before we were born. And we gave a story to our daughters and our sons. And that story won't end when we die because the stories will continue on afterwards. Powerful. Honestly, I love that. It just hit me deep in the heart. I'm just like thinking about that. Now. That is really good. I love this. That was so powerful and you love it. No um, problem. Honestly, like I think everybody listening or you're watching right now on YouTube, I'm sure you guys got so much value from listening to Ernie and his life lessons and his amazing stories that he, sh- he had to like briefly share on the podcast because he knew this is not going to be a long one. And I'm just so grateful for you, Ernie. Like I'm, I'm thankful that we met. I'm grateful that we've got connected. I'm grateful for you sharing all the wisdom that you've shared in this episode. Is there, you, is there anything that you want to leave on the last note before I get you to kind of share your, your details with everyone so they can go reach out and, and message you? I just go back to the first sentence. Siddique. Everybody's got a story. Mm-hmm. Tell it before somebody else does. Definitely. People, learn your story, tell your story, tell it well. And if you don't know how to, go and see Ernie, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's the man. He'll teach you how to craft your story. He'll teach That's you it. how to tell better stories. And more importantly, uh, he's, got the most, he's got the most life experience in all of us. So he's definitely going to be the right person to reach out to. So Ernie, where can they go and find you? I will, I will, I will link all your social media links. I know mainly LinkedIn is your favorite yes. platform, but I will link everything yeah. in the description on YouTube and all over the podcast. But for you to just share with them? Well, certainly, uh, I'd welcome them coming to my website, www.erniesaid.info. That's E-R-N-I-E-S-A-I-D dot info. A lot of my stories are there, a lot of my tips and templates. And if I could say, Sadiq, for the people that come through, if they tell me that they've come from this podcast, this video, I will send them a template of how they can craft their own story. Wow. Take advantage, people. Take, take advantage, guys. Like if you're listening to my podcast right now and you listen and you tune in every single week, be sure to go and reach out to Ernie. Like you said, you're going to get, uh, it's going to send you a, a, a template on how you can get started with your story. I know so many of you guys, you, you, you watch and you listen to my content and you're always looking for ways to grow and better your mindset and learn how to be a better public speaker or just a storyteller. So go and reach out to Ernie and, and take advantage of what he's going to share with you because as, as he said earlier on in the show, take advantage of the opportunities that come yeah. into your life. And this is one of them. So go and reach out to Ernie. He doesn't bite you, I promise you. He's, he's one of the most amazing, kindest bands you're going to ever reach out to. So 
go, go and reach out and, and ask him for help. He'll, he's, he'll gladly help you. He'll give you so many tips. Uh, go to his website and also I'll put all the links and everything for his LinkedIn and, and Facebook and everything in the description Brilliant. below. Um, one last sentence to end the show, Ernie. I'm grateful. <laughs> Nick, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to the people who will look in. Awesome. It's been a great half an hour. <laughs> I, and like I hope you. we can keep in touch. 100% for sure. And when things uh, calm down with the COVID, we'll be sure yeah. in the future to meet at some event, to host we another event. Do. And for sure, we'll, we'll be speaking on stage together someday soon, Ernie. We will. <laughs> but thank you for being on my on my show and for sharing your wisdom and everything. I'm honestly Real super pleasure. grateful to you. Um, and uh, and yeah, I hope you have an amazing rest of your evening and I'll catch up with you soon. Take care, Sadiq. Take care to your people. Thank you. If you're still listening, I just want to say a massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. It truly means a lot that you're taking time out of your busy life to invest in yourself, to learn something new. And now, as a mentor of mine once taught me, teach it to others. Whichever platform you use, share whatever you've learned today with someone else out there in the world. Because we all need to spread more growth mindset related content out there for people to learn and change their lives too. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends let others know that there are guests on here who are sharing wisdom that's going to change their life and i hope to see you on the next episode take care